What's up, guys, and welcome to the Amino Biohacks podcast. Today, I'm joined by my very good friend, Mav Wynn. Thank you very much for joining us, Mav. Very welcome, and saying hi from Costa Rica. Yes, it was a Mav's very lucky. She's out in Costa Rica enjoying the uh, digital nomad life, I guess, um, relocated last year and is now, uh, well, I'm going to let Mav explain a bit about background, but today <laughs> we're going to be talking about uh, Pilates and uh, her, her retreat. So Mav, do you want to give the guys a bit of a rundown? of Background? background? Yeah. Well, um, so I've been, actually been now in Costa Rica for two years, and uh, prior to that I was living and working in London for about 16 years. My, my background is a city person, uh, so I used to work for large listed companies dealing with their communications programs, and um, I started practicing Pilates thanks to you back, <laughs> in, uh, back in 2010 or 2011 when I was training for the Sydney Half Marathon. And I uh, was struggling with a few injuries and started obviously training with you and on your recommendation, started Pilates and it was love at first practice. So I have uh, a dancing background from when I was a lot younger and the movement just resonated with me <clears throat> and I saw the benefits instantly and something that was a practice, you know, three, four times a week. Uh, has now turned into my my profession. Wow, so that's, that's a transition, that, right? It's, it's, it is a transition, but if if you look at the history of my time on this earth, you can you can pick up the breadcrumbs as to as to you know how I how I got here. Mm. Would you say that there's um you mentioned about the uh mentioned about your dancing background and Pilates? Would you say that there's a large crossover between the two? Like, what can you explain that a bit more? Yeah, I think I think um if you go back to the history of uh, Joseph Pilates and you know he trained a lot of ballet dancers um, and definitely the awareness around uh, posture and movement. Uh, there, there is a clear link to ballet, um, in my opinion. And, um, you know, dancers would often use Pilates in their off times or off seasons to continue to maintain their strength and mobility. So I certainly think my dancing background has helped my general awareness of posture and movement. And therefore, the transition is not such a big leap for people, I think, with a dancing background. Amazing. I think we're going to delve into that a little bit more in, in a minute. But maybe if we just, if we can talk about, so you've, you're now coaching and you've made a full transition from corporate to, uh, to your new line of work. Um, so to, uh -huh. can you tell the guys a bit about your, a bit about where you're working and what the setup okay. there is? Yeah, I mean, we, we are in a slightly unusual time right now. Um, that said, uh, we, we're back in our studio. So this is Flor Blanca Pilates Studio, which is in Santa Teresa uh, in Costa Rica on the Nicoya Peninsula. If anybody wants to it's, find out where that is, there's basically a link just below <laughs> the comment section. Yeah, come and visit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm literally looking at the ocean, the waves breaking on the beach right now. 
So we we ride on the beachfront. Uh, it's a I guess by city standards, it's a small studio. Uh, so we can typically fit about four people at once uh, for, for group classes. And so it's a mixture of small group classes and private. And it's a fully stocked, fully equipped uh, studio with all the, the basic apparatus that you would expect. So we've got a Cadillac, a chair, a former ladder barrel, three springboards at the back and, and various other props. So we've just, uh, we, with space for four people, so it's super bespoke, would you say? Yeah, I think that's, that's one of the things I really love and it suits my teaching style is that I take the time to get to know my students, understand exactly what their requirements are. Uh, being a beachfront town, we've got lots of broken bodies in town. So, you know, surfing or running or walking or, you know, maybe just, general wear and tear so that allows us to to tailor any workout uh, for for the individual bodies in in the class mm. um, and I I really love uh, to be quite hands-on and I can do that in a in a smaller group so clearly at the moment we're not quite as hands-on but generally speaking you know that's how we like to work um, so myself and one other teacher teach and then we are extremely fortunate in that we have a uh, qualified osteopath and physiotherapist who also works from the studio and so we work together on a number of, of students either <clears throat> I identify specific issues and and recommend that they see Lucia or Lucia rehabilitates them and then they start practicing in in the in the group environment so that's worked really well for us uh, we've had numerous cases of people just coming here on holiday because we're in a resort, uh, in a hotel environment, who come up to the studio, get to know us and what we do, and continue to come back year after year. Or, for example, I'm teaching some people online in Washington, D.C., because they just like what we do and we know their bodies and, and you know, we understand their particular situation. So, yeah, it is definitely more bespoke and and more tailored to the people that come in here and what and so where so just to delve in a little bit further on um the clientele so where do most of the clients your clients come from so in a uh usually it's it's a mix of tourists and uh people that live here permanently and I would expats. say it's a mix. It's it's Costa Ricans. It's um, it's a very cosmopolitan, very small but very cosmopolitan town. So, you know, we have a, a big Israeli community, Argentinian, French, German, four South Africans. <laughs> um, you know, Americans. So it's it's very it's very mixed, and obviously the local um, Costa Rican community. Our, our um, studio, I would say we're probably about 80% of our business, uh, of our numbers would be local. And then during the, the season, um, you know, obviously there's, there's the, the tourist flow that comes through. And that's, it's either people that have been coming to Santa Teresa for many years and they know the studio, 
or it's people that stay at the hotel or it's people that hear about the studio and pop in for a class and then end up coming you know for a few more uh, we had a, an example of this Australian couple who they are proper digital nomads um, and and they just fell in love with what we were doing here and you know were coming three times a week while they were based in Santa Teresa working on their wage sites and their and their business um, and they're now back in Australia and we stay in touch you know and uh, you know that's that's what I like that's what I like about the space you meet people from all over the world you get to know them and then that connection just continues so if anyone um, wants to train in paradise you're the place to, to <laughs> I would say so I think we we're very lucky um, in what we can offer it's it's a beautiful space and I think now more than ever it makes a really big difference for people to come into a space where they know that the teachers or the therapists really care. Um, I would always ask before every class, how are you feeling today? And by that, I, I don't just mean physically. Mm. You know, we, we really listen to, oh my gosh, you know, I have to look after my children all the time. I don't have any time for myself. This is the only hour I have. Okay, well, let's, we're going to leave the world outside and just focus on your mind and your body in this hour. So more than ever, that's become really important. And I think the fact that we weren't able to access the studio for a while, it's just made all of us, teachers and students, really appreciate this incredible space that we have. Mm. I think that one hour, that you, however long the classes are, that you spend with people, it's like... It's, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It's like exercise and training is an extension of your life, isn't it? I guess. And it's, it's not independent of all the other things that you're doing, whether it's kids, whether it's work. Um, and I think it's a really, really key point for any of the listeners that it's recognizing that your, your training is part of, like part of who you are, not only physically, but spiritually, mentally, um, do you want to delve a little bit into into? Well, you know, I my, my training is with with is in Stotelates with Merithew, and Merithew actually trademarked uh, the phrase mindful movement. They are leaders in mindful movement, and never has it been more true or more obvious than than what I'm seeing seeing now. You know, we've had uh, I can think of another example of of somebody that travels here regularly that, that we've had the privilege to teach. Um, you know, this student was complaining of, of neck pain. And, you know, we, we analyzed her, her posture, but then we just started saying like, what else is going on in your life? And, you know, it was clear that whatever was going on was physically weighing on this person. So the shoulders were rounded, the head, was forward they were never looking up you know they were always looking down because literally they felt like they had the weight of the world on their shoulders yeah, 100%. and and so we really focus obviously on extension work and you know all the things you would expect but she took one thing away with her and she says to today she can hear my voice where i would say look at the horizon look to the future look at the horizon so, you know, those are small things, but they end up being really important things where when that person just feels like everything is weighing, there's a little mad voice that goes, look at the horizon and immediately 
you know, neck pain is gone. Impactful. So, yeah, I, and I, I love that. But, you know, again, this is where Lucia and I were working together. You know, we would discuss um, the needs of a particular student or, you know, this is what I see. What do you see? Okay, well, how, how do we help this person? I think and that's, that, that's... I was just going to say, sorry, I think it's really, it's really great what you guys have done there, the fact that... Uh, training um performance conditioning the body doesn't come independent of injury like the two are the two are one thing right and it's again what your job as the coaches is you're always trying to find that equilibrium between damage and 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 recovery and i guess the fact what you guys have got there is you've got both both sides of the both sides of the coin haven't you with having osteo on hand to align the body and I think osteos obviously their whole job is about looking at the person as a whole so I guess and that's what you're doing as well so I think that's really a key yeah. of what you're doing there something great that you've you've created I mean we we actually very lucky in this town with the specialness uh, that we have again this is my view um, you know, we've got a chiropractors, we have other physiotherapists that I also work with. Like if I know a student of mine is going to see the chiropractor, him and I will have a conversation afterwards, you know, and he'll explain to me what he sees or the same with the other physiotherapists that I work with a lot in town. But we have people that know so much about nutrition uh, and other forms of movement. Uh, you know, our, our yoga instructor here, Stefano, is incredibly well known in Costa Rica. He's been practicing for years. Uh, but, you know, him and I would also have a conversation if we have somebody that goes to yoga and Pilates and understand, okay, what do we see in that person's body? Because that body is going to move differently there to what it moved here. So I, I love that. Like people are really open about um, helping uh, another person you know and I mean obviously you have to be careful about sharing information and so on but you know we our, our, our only goal is to help somebody feel better or get better why do you, why do you think there's been uh, such a would you agree that there's a rise in the need or desire for people to want to come to places like what you're creating there like why like what what's the what is there in the western world that's causing that the need or growth or drive for people to come to these types of places like what's the what's your view? what to come to a studio or to come, come to a retreat to like to leave london or to leave america and come down and get rebalanced like what's driving that like well if you see what i'm looking at now you'll understand <laughs> why i mean um it, it is it is really beautiful and we are in our own little bubble here and i think people can really come here and and just escape i mean you are surrounded by nature you know there are monkeys in the trees birds everywhere the sound of the ocean at a different pace there's there's a different energy here and and i think people feel it straight away i felt it straight away the first time i came here which is why i kept coming back um and so i think maybe there's more awareness about the need to slow down there's more awareness about connecting again with nature. I, you know, I think there's more awareness of this is the only vessel you have and you, you need to look after it. And I just think there's, there's more information out there and it's very hard to ignore because it's all on social media. Mm. And so people do uh, take the time 
for themselves. And, you know, what we were just speaking about, I think people increasingly appreciate the connection of mind and body. Mm. And it's not just about, you know, the physical fitness or I've got big muscles or I can run a, a marathon. It's, it's, it's about, okay, well, what else am I doing to look after the, I think I think on um, the points you mentioned there, it's all very. It's this idea of it's not all superficial. There is something deeper to training and exercise and conditioning the body than just the superficial parts that you see. I think that's a really really uh, great point. Um, yeah. Do you want to um? Let's so somebody let's explain. So do you want to explain? I know you mentioned the type of Pilates that you do. So if somebody comes in for a session with you, what how does what does that look like? And what I'm completely new to it. And I've never done it before. Like what would how does it how does it work? Well, we, well, we would always start with, uh, you know, the, as you know, as a trainer, the questionnaire of any injuries, you know, what's your daily life like, what, you, you know, what's your usual routine, uh, any past surgeries, anything basically we need to know about this person's um, history. And then we would do a postural analysis just to get a sense of, you know, is there, I don't know, scoliosis or is the person kyphotic or, uh, you know, have they, are they pregnant? Have they recently had a baby? You know, just what are all the things we need to think about? And um, I would, I would generally start with quite a gentle introductory session. And now more than ever, again, because we have to, Matt Pilates to me is the foundation. So I would definitely start with some mat work um, to explain the basic principles of Pilates and, and get them familiar with the language that we use and what that means and why we do it a certain way. So often there are comparisons between Pilates and yoga and I often get the question. And a lot of times we have yoga practitioners coming to Pilates, you know, for rehabilitation. So just the breathing is the most basic thing or most uh, obvious difference and you know explain to them why we breathe the way we do and then you know depending on what we found out in their history from their history and in their postural analysis you'll take them on the different apparatus and give them an introduction and then from there you can tailor a program it really just depends on you know, are they here permanently are they only here for a few weeks um you know, if they're completely new to it, as I said, I would I would start with math work. Okay, and, and what's then the, slowly. Um, so sorry, I was going to say, and then so what's the most common? What's the most common uh, body type, or uh, I don't want to say injury, but what's the most common? Um, uh, we we are seeing increasing numbers of scoliosis. Um, what well, and for anybody most, listening, what and so, so scoliosis is rounding of the spine. So curvature of the spine. Okay. Um, so that's where Lucia and I, you know, I'm often tapping into into her knowledge. I mean, why, why do we think that is? Like, where does that come from? What's the? Well, it's not always that obvious. You know, a specific reason. Just gravity. Um, <laughs> well, it's, you know, in t you see it a lot in teenage girls. So I've worked with um i can think of one uh, teenager in particular that i've worked with um sometimes it's due to an illness 
uh, and sometimes it is due to you know you carry your bag on one shoulder all the time or you sit a certain way all the time um you know some people say it's linked to nutrition and diet it's you know it's not always very clear what the cause of that is i guess a lot and i guess a lot of the causes have been they build up over time right this is one of the things that nothing ever comes on overnight well unless it's an acute injury a lot of these uh asymmetry issues that we get within the body and tissues and and skeletal skeletal, skeletal architecture i guess it's been it's habits that have built up over years and years and years it's not something which yeah, or it could have happened in the womb you know and it just was never diagnosed or never definitely spotted yeah yeah um you know i've i've had i can't even begin to tell you how, how many instances where i tell somebody to do a roll down as part of the postural analysis and and you see it straight away and and people didn't even know that they were living with it you know and they you know in their 30s or 40s but they had pain but they couldn't understand where it was coming from um, and so once you've diagnosed it so then what's the process of um like what would you do to well i'm not allowed to diagnose if i if i see something in someone's posture that i'm i'm not sure i will ask you know i'll say this is what i've noticed has anybody else mentioned this to you before and then we'll take the conversation from there um you know, we if if it's if it's pronounced, um, I would I would encourage them to to see a physiotherapist or an osteopath to um, to get more detail, more information, and to, for me to get a guide on how I work with with that person. Um, but you know, I think one it's something you you trade very gently and carefully. Uh, in in that situation, just to understand how much the person knows um, about about their body, but I would say um, scoliosis definitely more numbers. A, a lot of kyphosis because people sit at desks or they're on their devices, you know. So we get the neck pain, you know, because heads forward. So we work a lot on extension work. Um, feet, <laughs> a lot of interesting uh, feet situations. So footwork is great for that uh, with Pilates. But yeah, I would say those are probably the main things. Oh, there are lots of knee problems with surfing and, and general wear and tear. Uh, so knees always feature um, the full painful lower backs. I mean, it's, it's everything. But I think what I would really stood out for me was scoliosis and, and that we're definitely seeing more of that. Interesting. Interesting. I guess it's um, mm. it's our lifestyles and our habits, our kind of uh, expression in our bodies. I guess it we're a kind of canvas type of thing. Um, yeah. Really good points there. Um, so, for, say if somebody has never done Pilates before, they're at home, they're listening to this now. Uh, so you would suggest to them mat-based Pilates to begin with, if they were going to start out. I I think mat is really good grounding. Mat to me. Is in for many reasons a lot harder than working on a reformer or a Cadillac. And what, why because is, what, you really need you need you need to be aware of where your limbs are in space. So there's no cable or spring attached 
So you really have to focus on your core. You really need to focus on alignment and, and form. So focus, you keep hearing me say this. So, you know, exactly. So you really need to have that mind-body connection with Mac work. Um, and I, I think it's a great way to learn the basic principles. And then um, the, the apparatus is helpful for the teacher where you're dealing with, uh, you know, maybe somebody that can't move easily on a mat or is going to rehab or at the same time, somebody that's really advanced and wants more of a, a workout. You know, you can use the resistance of the springs to make it a far more, more challenging workout. But, I, you know, your question was somebody that's new. I would say you start with math. The other thing that I would say is think about, think about it as you are interviewing for your business. And this is your business. Okay. And you want your business to be strong and healthy and grow and get better and you know generally up win and it's win you know and, and it's, a, it's a long-term it's it's a long-term thing you know this is a forever thing it's, it's, it's the only vessel you have so go and interview teachers go to uh, go to studios and because they're working for you you're employing them to help your business perform well. So I would, I would definitely think about it that way. And, you know, I had, as I mentioned, this, this couple that I teach online in, in Washington, they were looking to find a studio where they could get something similar to what they got here. I said, you just have to go and interview. Like, do you like the person? What is their background? What is their history, their qualification? Um, what does their voice sound like? You know, I've been in classes where the person's voice would drive me insane and I just wouldn't go back to that class. I mean, that, that's real. Is the studio conveniently located? You know, when I started, the studio was right next door to my office. It was perfect. So you have to, you know, make it easy, but be, like, take the time to find the right person in the right studio. And, uh, you know, if they don't, if they don't offer mat work, if it's a, like a reformer only class, your other option is to go online. You know, go and go and look at some of the the teachers that are offering amazing classes online and learn that way. But yeah, I would I would start with mat and I would find somebody that you know is going to invest time and effort in helping you educate you work with you rehab you strengthen you i think the key word that you use there for me is invest it's about investing in your investing in your physicality um and if you want to truly master something obviously you can spend time doing it but you can accelerate the learning process by having a great coach or a great teacher around you so i think that's a really really yeah. Point. I mean, my first Pilates teacher back in London, she was just incredible. I had, I had, I think, seven private sessions with her, and it to totally changed my perception of Pilates. Mm -hmm. I remember when you recommended it, I was like, nah, I don't want to do bendy, stretchy stuff. I just want to be strong. Yeah, and and honestly, I, I've never never looked back because I had a great teacher who took the time. And, and I think with everything, you want, you want to work with, with people that make you want to do better, you know, make you eager to, 
tax is harder. And I mean, I know I'm talking to you, but for those of you that are watching this, Simon has been a great inspiration to me. And I learned from you. I learned so much from you about how the body works. And you know, till today, I will hit you up and say, listen, I've got this particular situation in my studio. What do you recommend? So always find people that you, you feel you will learn from. I think there's a really uh, interesting point you made there about this idea you didn't want when your preconceived expectations of the training you th didn't want to do any bendy stuff um about and i think it's one thing that i've learned kind of through my journey there'll be a lot of people actually out there that will be listening to this that might think the same thing um and i think you have to recognize that there are different types of strength but like everyone likes all the fancy uh fancy training methods and trap bar deadlifts and jumping and sprinting but the the real core foundation of everything that you do comes from that center line comes from the spine it comes from the trunk and i think what you guys are doing and the, the message that you're spreading with your your um with your skill and your craft is super super important for any young athletes out there for anybody who's exactly. tried to solve a problem that they've uh had with an injury in the same state in which it was created you have to sometimes go back to the root like you said the root uh, or the trunk or the core of the problem get yeah. to the core of the problem literally literally <laughs> physically to um to to, to, to uh your growth and development um just, i mean there's, there's been sorry just one there's been very very many sports stars men in particular that have popped up you know over time to say that they use it as a complementary training it's highly complementary anything to running surfing cycling weight training whatever you can think of it's, it's highly complementary and also I mean, I'm, I'm 47 years old and I can see that I'm going to continue to practice this, you know, forever. Uh, so it, it really is um, a form of movement that you can continue for the rest of your life. You told me you were 32. That's like, my... <laughs> In my head. <laughs> Um, so we've, we've talked about the, the beginners. What about someone who is a, like, what, have you met any masters, like true master? I've, I've had, um, I've had some very, very experienced teachers come to our studio. What do they look so like? Teaching, and what, what kind of stuff are they Teaching another doing? teacher. <laughs> <laughs> what are they, but what, um, what, what does their training look like? How does it, how does it evolve? Like, say you started on mat and you've worked your way through, like, what does the, what is the pinnacle of the. I think the thing with Pilates is there is no pinnacle. Like you never stop learning. Just when you master something, there's another modification or another angle or another prop that you throw into the mix. And it, it can always, there's always another challenge. Um, you know, or sometimes by, by performing the exercise uh, at a slower pace makes it harder. Or you can accelerate, make it more cardio, makes it harder or more challenging. So, you know, the most experienced practitioners, there will always be something more, something else, or something new. We keep learning about the body, you know, like the fascia and how, how that all works. I mean, it's been around forever, but increasingly... I mean, it's not news to you, but 
you know, in the in the Pilates world, certainly over the last few years, that's impacted our way of teaching and how we think about movement. So, for example, Pilates is is very disciplined. You know, the movement is precise. That what the fascia has taught us is that actually, and this is where dancing is so important, is that you need to let the body also just move. You know, yes, do your math series, do it precisely and perfectly, but you also just need to let the body move in different ways. And so we've incorporated that into our classes. Um, really, so, so, a really good point about this idea of strength through range. Um, and not everything in the world is binary and mechanical. It's that idea, like you said, about fluidity and having strength through range. So it's, it's a really great point for anyone listening that, yeah, you need to, like, exactly like Mav says, that there's this mechanical element to it, which is important when you're doing the detail and the fine, fine tuning. But in the real world, in real practice, we flow, we move. Uh, and that's a super, uh, super really important point for anyone listening. Um, yeah. to not get too pigeonholed into being too binary like a robot that this is idea you want to be able to apply that strength everything you learn everything you learn on the mat or on the reformer you want to apply to life right yeah and, and mix it in you know so I um, I did a personal training course before I'd, I um, started my my training formal training in Pilates I incorporate a lot of that into my classes. You know, a lot of a lot of the functional movement that I learned, or you know, a number of other concepts that I learned from personal training. I would always, why wouldn't I? You know, it's just another little arrow in my quiver. Is that the right expression? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and and mix that in, especially if you do have a body that can't necessarily move in a certain way. Um, you know, you you try. You know, like, okay, well let's try this or let's try that. So, you know, I, no matter how much you learn, there's always something more to learn or something more to incorporate in your practice. I think what you just said, the really interesting point, actually, again, is this idea that people get blocked about their bodies. They they get blocked about certain movements. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. And actually, it's a case of that you just haven't learned to do that. And actually, breaking movements which you might see as hard or like I, you hear it all the time like, oh i can't do this because of my knee it's like you you, you can work up you can build up the uh, endurance the capacity and the tissues and architecture of the bone and skeletal structure to to do anything like it's always amazing i'm always amazed when i look at like invictus games or any of these anybody who's got a real real yeah. proper like musculoskeletal um injury that's life-changing and they've taught their bodies over time it doesn't happen overnight and continuous progression and loading to to do amazing things the human body like mav saying is is an is an amazing piece of equipment and you can yeah. go a lot further than you think but it probably is going to take double the amount of time that you think as well so yeah i mean we typically what i would do um let's say with an extension exercise i've i have one student who is very chiropractic and when I first met them, they were so chiropractic that this is how they looked at me. Right? So I never actually saw their face. And we've been working together for a couple of years now. And, and literally, he's lifted. You know, he, now you, 
see his 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 face and we just broke it down I, i'm not going to throw somebody straight into a swan dive right so you know i'll say look this is the movement the reason why we're focusing on this movement these are the exercises we're going to do to build build you up and uh you know we've we've now have a, a another student with a you know about this because i asked you for some advice uh you know with a particular hip issue and you know this week you know uh, following following consultation with you um we're just slowly introducing this you know a few more movements and different exercises mm. i said like i know you've not done this before but this is the reason we're doing it and this is what we're going to build up towards so I, I think I I totally agree with you. It's okay. Understand the issue. Don't say okay. Well, therefore, no knee flexion because your knee is hurting. Let's think about how we get you to flex that knee again. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the you've hit the nail on the head there. It's about building capacity. It's about building resilience. And resilience can come in many forms. It can come in physical. It can come in mental. It's exposure therapy. It's putting yourself out there not too much just enough to stretch yourself but not pushing yourself too far that it breaks you uh the the like yeah exactly it's you've you've really hit the nail on the head there um we're gonna i'm gonna look to probably wrap this up um soon if people want to find out more information about what you're doing um we're going to put uh, some links below um yeah so what's what's the name of your site and That's instagram and social media and all right, so my my personal site is Soul Power Pilates, so soulpowerpilates.com or on Instagram. Link below. Um, if you want to see this beautiful space, at the moment you can just see the springboards behind me, but if you want to see the studio, uh, Floor Blanca Pilates, um, so that we are on Instagram and Facebook, uh, and obviously the website, and uh, yeah, you can email me or uh if you go onto the facebook page you can whatsapp me but yeah soul power pilates and either way you'll either get to me or you get to the studio what does the what does the next few years hold for you what's the future good question <laughs> <laughs> i just because when we get you back on next time i'm going to hold you accountable to uh, definitely to learn more there are so many amazing workshops and courses and teachers to learn from and uh, really focusing my time and effort on expanding my knowledge base so that I can be a better teacher. So that's, that's definitely number one. Uh, number two, on a more personal level, is to really settle here. Uh, in in our home and continue to attract more people to the studio so uh, as and when our borders reopen uh, you know certainly we, we would love to see more people come here and we would love to see people come back you know as I said we've met such amazing people and I think now more than ever they're like just take me back to Costa Rica you know it's, it's a beautiful place and then I think also to, to look after myself, you know, teachers or trainers are often guilty of looking after others um, and forgetting about themselves. And I've certainly been guilty of that. So this, this body needs to last a lot longer <laughs> and the brain. You're doing well. So, you're, you're, yeah. doing all right. you're doing all right. You're doing all right. 
guys don't for if you've got any questions leave them in the comments section below like the video for us as it helps the channel and if you want to subscribe and hit the notification bell uh, when when we produce more cool content like this you'll be the first to get it mav i really appreciate you coming on and chatting to you well, i feel very honored and privileged Thank <laughs> you for inviting get me. you back on again soon all right thank you very much okay take care cheers Bye. everybody Bye.